because today is Valentine's Day. And I, I just thought, you know, about 20 or 30, 25, around about, you know, or 30 years ago, I read this article in the newspaper. And, uh, of course, I look up other things as well. But that, that really stays in my mind about Valentine's. You know, this article, newspaper, the, this writer did some research and, and um, you know, and, and I just thought I'd share with you something about Valentine's Day. Because today, Valentine's Day falls on Sunday. So I will say something about Valentine's Day. Okay? So, you know, every year, 14th of February, many people change cards and chocolates and gifts or flowers with a with special Valentine. With a very special Valentine. And so it's a, a day of romance. But actually the day, the 14th of February, actually is a Roman holiday. But they use it, you know, uh, for, for Valentine's Day. Instead of celebrating a Roman holiday, they celebrate, you know, Valentine's Day, sing Valentine's Day. And according to one story, there's, because there's a lot, uh, three, about two or three, uh, Valentine or Valentinus, all right? Valentinus. Uh, in, in, you know, in history, that suffer for Christ, suffer a martyr's death, you know, suffer for Jesus, die for Jesus. But there was one particular story about this Valentine or Valentinus. Um, he was actually the f- first one who sent a, a Valentine greeting. And so this Valentine, or St. Valentine, was in prison for his faith. And then he fell in love with this girl. And some believe she was a jealous daughter who visited him. And uh, in this article, newspaper, direct 25 to 30 years ago, said that this girl was actually blind. And so, you know, Valentine prayed for her and she was healed. She was able to see. So before Valentine faced execution or death, he wrote her a letter and signed from your Valentine. Isn't that beautiful? So it is an expression that is still used today when you send a card or something from your Valentine, you know, from someone who loves you, basically. And at the end of that newspaper article, the writer to me, he must be a young man and not a believer, probably, because he said, what a pity, because she also died for her faith. So from what I understand, he, he probably means, what a pity, is that, you know, probably means that, you know, you're healed of blindness and then you, you still die of, um, for Jesus, a martyr's death. So I just thought, he must be young. <laughs> so... That's how come you have seen Valentine's Day, you know, before he was executed, he sent a love letter to his beloved and said, from your Valentine, now you know, praise God. And so, without further ado, let's turn to the Word of God. You know, last week I said I would teach, this is more of teaching actually. 
but I was I, I was share on the seven churches of Asia, and I don't know if you had uh, you know go home and read the uh, Revelation chapter one two three. So it would be good. It doesn't matter if you have the Bible. You just turn to Revelation chapter one, because today is only the introduction, and uh, next week will be Pastor John Wright. So if you have the Bible. Especially good, you have the English and Chinese one together, you know, and yeah, that's good because then you know what I'm talking about because it's straight from the Bible. And so I'll just read from Revelation chapter one, verse ten to eleven. And the uh, and the Bible, John said, "I was in the spirit on Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice, as of a trumpet, saying." I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write it in the book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the anointing. Lord, the things through my mind, speak through my mouth, and heal through my hand, and direct my path. And I ask the Lord to anoint our ears to hear this morning, to let our mind understand Your word, and drop it into our heart that we will obey it, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we ask. Amen. Thank you for showing us the future. Thank you, Lord. So next week is Pastor John's home, but I'll just do the introduction to you. You know, the Book of Revelation. You, you stay with your chapter one, okay? The Book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation in Greek is apocalypsis. Apocalypse. That means revealing. Or unveiling, so it actually refer to something that is like hidden behind a curtain or cover, and uh, with the curtain or cover being lifted up to reveal what is hidden underneath. Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, to reveal what is hidden, what is really God's plan, what is in God's heart, what He had planned. But now He reveal it to you, and let, uh, allow you to know the truth. So, so today, you know, we would want to look at who is the source of this revelation. We know it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter one. To four, the Bible said, "You know, you just read from that, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant things which which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant." Verse two, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, and to all things that he saw. 
face, but blessed is he who reads and those who hear the word of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. For the time is near. And verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. So this is a letter to the seven churches. So John was in prison because in verse um, in verse 2 it tells us that John was in prison for witnessing for Jesus when he received that revelation. The letter was addressed to the seven churches in Asia Minor, that is present-day Turkey. The source of this revelation is from God, and, but this revelation comes to us through seven channels because this uh, revelation is the book of seven. Seven is completeness and, and uh, perfection. That's why you have seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vows. So the revelation come to us today is through seven channels. And the first one is, of course, is God. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. You know, God gave him, that is Jesus, to show to his servants. So God gave to him, that is Jesus. And so he's the source, the original source of the revelation. And the second channel is Jesus Christ, because the revelation was given to Jesus by his father. And the third channel is the angel, because it was signified by his angel. So Jesus sent his angel to reveal it to his servant, John. So therefore the fourth channel is John, because John received that revelation through the angel sent by Christ. In the fifth channel are the, are, the, are the seven angels of the seven churches. These are the messengers or the seven stars of the church. In the sixth revelation, channel of revelation is the seven churches of Asia because they are the hero of the world. And the seventh, seventh channel is all who reads. That is all present day or throughout the church ages. All readers of this revelation. Because in verse 3 said, Blessed is he who reads and those who hears the word of this prophecy. Keep it and keep it. So today, we we still reading this book. It still applies to us. We still can read it. Some people believe that this is a historical book. It is all fulfilled in the days of John. But we are still reading it. It still applies to us today. All right? Because there is also the future of fulfillment of this prophecy. Because prophecy is about the future. So therefore, this revelation of Jesus Christ came to us through seven channels. But the original source is from God, the Father. And we all should read it, you know, and because it still applies to us today. And so that is the source of the revelation that is from God. So who is the author of this book? Well, the Bible tells us Apostle John is the author of this book of Revelation because four times John identified himself as the author. In John 1.1, 1, 1, all right, I'm not John, Revelation 1.1, 1, 1, he said, he's 
said his servant John. That's Jesus Christ's servant John. And then chapter 1, verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. That's in Asia Minor. Okay. And then 1, verse 9, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation. They're being persecuted together. And then 22, verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 8 said, Now I, John, saw and heard these things. So four times John mentioned that he's the author of, of this uh, revelation. And also early tradition identified John the Apostle was the author of the Gospel of John and the three epistles of John, but also the author of Revelation. And, and the book of Revelation is written at the end of the first century. So, so there were church fathers, you know, early church fathers like Justin Martyr, Irenaeus, Clement of Alexandria and Tertullian. You know, they, these early church fathers, you know, of the second century, late, the end of first century, the late, uh, the end of uh, first century, the second centuries. And, you know, early fathers, they witnessed and acknowledged the authors. John was the author of the book of Revelation. And especially at that time of these church, early church fathers, many the regional hearer of the book that John sent was still alive in the second century. So, but I just want to say to you, I don't know why people want to do that. In the third century, someone na named Dionysus and said, oh, by the style of this book, seems different from the Gospel of John and the Epistle of John. You know, and said, someone else, another John is the writer. And here you are, you have all these witnesses, you know, confirmation. And then by the, you know, in second century, and by the third century, people, someone else had studied the book and said, oh, it's different style of John. And, 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 and so it has to be another John that written it. Isn't it funny how today people still do that, you know, all these, criti uh, all these criticism. But the, the, but the funny thing is that, you know, only Revelation and the Gospel of John describe Jesus as the Lamb of God. That's in John chapter 1, verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God who take away the sin of the world. But you also have in Revelation that uh, Jesus was described the Lamb of God. And so Jesus was also identified as the witness and also he's the Word of God, both in John and also in, in, in Revelation. So as a witness, is uh, Revelation 1, chapter, uh, verse 5, and uh, as a witness in the Gospel of John is chapter 5, verse 31 to 32, and as the word of God is, you know, Revelation nineteen thirteen, he's the word of God. And uh and John chapter one, verse two, Jesus the word. In the beginning was the word. So 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 um so I believe to me, no doubt, John is the author of the of this uh, revelation, this book. And uh, of course, they, there are a lot of different things. They talk about the date and you know the 
the of the of the writing. But uh, in Revelation chapter one, verse nine to eleven, just like you to read together, I John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation, and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And verse ten, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice, as of a trumpet, saying, "I am, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what you see and write in the book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea." Now the date of the letter. Some people believe in the early date, but I believe in uh, the day of this letter is around 94 to 96 A.D. In Revelation chapter one, verse uh, Revelation chapter one, verse nine to eleven tells us that John was on the island of Patmos. May I have the map, please? For Preaching the word of God for you know witnessing for Jesus. Okay. Oh, another picture. This is well. This is give you a bigger picture. You know, this give you a bigger picture of the world, world map. It show you where the you know the seven churches. That is where the seven churches. So you have South Africa. You get you know. That is uh, Turkey. Oh, yeah. now, now this is uh, this is uh, where the island of Patmos. See the little red, red dot, and you have the seven churches around there. Okay, you can keep that. You can keep that on, isn't it? Okay. So the in in Revelation chapter one verse nine to eleven. Tells us that John was on the island of Patmos because he was, you know, uh, in prison there for being a witness for Jesus. And then verse ten said that on the Lord's day, when he received the revelation, and the Lord's day is the Sunday, the day of resurrection. That is the day that we worship the Lord, the first day of the week. And John was in the spirit. John said he was in the spirit when he received that uh, revelation. And being in the spirit means this is not a dream. But John was supernaturally transported out of the material world while he was awake into the spiritual realm. Okay, like that, being taken out in the spirit. You know, supernaturally. Into the spiritual realm, and Holy Spirit was there to empower him to perceive all the revelation from God. Because in the natural, if I tell you something, you've forgotten already. <laughs> you know, so so this is like you look at the whole book. How can you remember? You know, in the natural, because it is because he was in the spirit. Holy Spirit took him out from his, you know, physical material in the feet. Out the material world into the spiritual realm, and empower him to receive and record all this revelation. 
And so in this revelation, Jesus appeared to John and commanded him to write to the seven churches. So it's all about this letter, writing to the seven churches. And then verse 19 said, write, these, write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. And so the things that will take place after this would be the rapture, okay? That is things in the future. So there are three natural divisions in this revelation of Jesus Christ. The, thing, the first division is things which you have seen. So the things of the past. And so Jesus saw the resurrected and glorified Jesus. And in, 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 in chapter 1, you know, what, how uh, Jesus revealed himself to John was that, you know, he was glorified. You know, his clothes, uh, he was clothed with a garment down to his feet and girl with a girl about the chest with a golden band. That is his priestly garment. That's all in, in chapter 1, okay? So, and his head and his hair were white like wool. This is glowing white line, symbolize holiness. And his eyes like flames of fire. Jesus had that penetrating gaze. Deep, look deep down into you and into the church. He knows what's going on. He's discerning. He knows deep down into you what you're thinking, of the, not only of past but also the future. And his feet were like fine brass. Brass speaks of divine judgment. And his voice, as the sounds of many waters, this speaks of authority and power. And he was holding seven stars in his right hand, which are the angels of the church. And he was in the midst of the seven candlesticks, which are the seven churches. So therefore, the first division is the things which he has seen, John has seen. He saw the glorified Jesus, resurrected, exalted, you know, in the midst of the church. You know, in the book of Revelation, laws lot of symbols and things like that and it referred to you know you have to understand the old testament in order to understand the new especially the book of revelation so and the second division is things which are that is in revelation chapter two and three the churches you see john was writing to seven historical churches they were real churches in his time all right the real churches, all these churches, the real historical churches, not symbolic, you know. And um, and in their time, they in their time they were facing, you know, persecution. And uh, but while I was preparing this magic message, we look at you know things, uh, th th things which are you know we look at the seven churches. That is the present time. But I, I, while preparing this message, I look at a bit further, is that looking at a bigger picture, is that, you know, things which are, is the church age, the age of grace. Because this is still the present time of the church age. So besides being the present time in Revelation 2 and 3 of the time of the seven churches, but it's also, if you look at a bigger picture, is the things which are is that we're still living in this church age, the age of grace. And then you have the 
division, the third division, is the future. Things which will take place after this. So this refers to the period with the ending of the church age, with the rapture, and then you have the future. The future of the you know, things that are coming after the rapture, things that is written in Revelation 4 to 22. So this book is not just about the past, you know, the present, but it's also about the future. Because some people believe it's, it's a historical book, all has been fulfilled in the days of John. So you see there, when you get into all these things, so many different schools of thought, you, you, you get confused. But here I am, this is why I thought I'd give to you. <laughs> many agree with that. Thank you. And so you have the day and you have the place. You know, the day is 94 to 96 and, and then, you know, the place is the island of Patmos. And so the background of this revelation of this book. Now for St. John, Apostle John, you know, for him to know all these churches, and he probably was the leader, you know, among the seven churches. And he was arrested, you know, in the church of Ephesus. Tradition says that he was arrested at the end of Emperor Domitian's reign. Okay, Emperor Domitian. And um, Domitian was, you know, sometimes we think of Nero was a, a great persecutor of the church. But actually, the greatest persecutor of the church was Domitian. And, uh, and he reigned from the year AD um, 81 to 96. And traditional traditions say John was arrested in 95 AD from Ephesus. And he was in prison on the island of Patmos. And island Patmos is only a small island. It's barren. It's rocky. But today there's inhabitants, you know, like mostly Greek. So it's a, just a barren, rocky mountain, and there's a cave there actually. And uh, you, you know, Doctorian spend some time prayer and fasting in that that cave. And so, and um, so the Roman used that island as a penal colony. And the prison there, prisoners there were forced to work in the mine. There's a quarry there in the island. And so if John was uh, arrested in 95, so he only be, be there for about a year, you know. And so it was on that island, John received the revelation of Jesus Christ. And John was later released from the prison shortly after the death of Emperor Domitian because he reigned from, you know, uh, 81 to 96. So he, John was shortly released after his death. And he was released by the next uh, emperor, Emperor Nervous. And, the, and this Emperor Nervous, Nervous uh, reigned between 96 to 98. So it's only a short time. And the reason for John's arrest, you know, and because of the persecution during uh, Domitian's reign. You see, during the reign 
the Roman Empire's reign, Christi Christianity during that time had conflict with Rome over emperor worship. Emperor worship was promoted as part of Roman uh, political power. So regardless your social status, high or low class, rich or poor, born or free, everyone must worship the emperor. And I uh, have to offer incense. It's not our Chinese incense. You know, it's just it's incense. And you, you put, you know, you put on the hot coal like that, you know, like that. And so, 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 that regardless who you are, everyone must worship the emperor and offer incense. But in private, Rome allow you to worship whoever you want. You know, you can worship any other god, but publicly you must worship the knowledge, the emperor as god. And so, this was difficult for the Christians, because to the Christians only Jesus is Lord and not the Roman emperor. And for this reason. That is why so many Christians die a martyr's death, you know, die for Jesus. And so it was in this kind of atmosphere, you know, emperor worship, this, or this kind of persecution, uh, you know, that the Jesus appeared to John. It was in that kind of environment, under that persecution, Jesus appeared to John. And gave him the revelation to encourage the seven churches to be strong in the midst or persecution and being faithful even unto death and also through the revelation of Jesus Christ you know the church is encouraged because God is showing them even of the future that he is in control of world history not only the, the Christian church God is in control but also the world history God is in control of the world history and he God is the final Victor. Victory belongs to him. Revelation 19. Okay. So John wrote the letter to the seven churches. And the and the carrier of that church of the letter would visit the seven churches according to the order that is mentioned in the letter. Starting from Ephesus all the way to Laodicea because all these seven churches situated on the network of main roads as you can see you know go from the letters uh, from John goes to the carrier would follow go to Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamon, Pergamon. in my Bible is Pergamon <laughs> And Tatiera, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. See, they follow the network, the circle. Okay, from the from, from, from there. So therefore, this book of Revelation is a book of prophecy, because in Revelation chapter one verse three said, "Blessed is he who reads, and those who hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it." I just want to say, everyone who reads will be blessed. Because, not just read and hear, but to keep these things, then you'll be blessed. Because the thing, the time is near. Because 
we are living in the end end times. So if John said the time is near to them 2,000 years ago, how much more we are living at the end end time and we are seeing things that is happening in the world that we are in a, that the time is near. There were this this revelation was therefore a conclusion. Okay. This revelation was given to the seven historical churches, real churches, to encourage them and strengthen them as they enter into a phase of greater persecution because the emperor worship. But God revealed the future to them so that they know God is in control of world history. And he is victorious, the final victor. So there's no need. When things happen to you, there's no need to cry out to God, why? Why? Well, you know why, because <laughs> he show you all the things that is ahead. If you, you know, if God didn't answer you a prayer, and you say, well, God, why, why, why? You know? But if you look at the book of Revelation, then you wouldn't be saying, why, why, God? Because those people in the Revelation can say, why? But because God revealed to them the future, there's no need to say why. So this book is for today's believers. That's for us. All who reads it, hears it, and keeps it, the word of God of this book is blessed. So you're reading, you're hearing, you're not even reading, you're hearing. But if you keep the word, you will be blessed. So we are still living in this age of grace, the church age, until the rapture. And the seven churches are historical real churches. And they but their situation they, they face can also, you know what they're facing. The churches, seven churches, also apply to churches throughout church history and even today. Because there are certain parts of the world, the churches are being you know, persecuted also. Okay, so, yeah, I know we are here, you know, living in comfort and freedom. You know, but, but the thing is, there are churches who are under persecution. And so, this book applies to us because, you know, we, this is still the church age, not the rapture yet. So after the rapture, then the, then, the, then, the, then the future. And why do we need to even know the future? Because God wants us to know the future so that we can warn the people. <laughs> it's better to know Jesus now than after the rapture. You know, so that you won't be left behind. That's why we have a heart just to, to witness. So... So praise the Lord, this is just the introduction and we'll go into the seven churches one by one, okay? And then you can see what is happening to those, the character of each church. We can still see it today, okay? So pray, Lord, just thank you. Let us not be hearer of the word only, but be doer of the word. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you, the God who knows all things and plan everything, Lord, from the beginning to the end, and you reveal to us from the end to the beginning. And I just pray today, every one of us who hear and read and keep the word will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.